Uh, welcome to another episode of Deal Talk. I'm Deal. Let's talk. Uh, today I have an incredible guest. Give a warm welcome to Krusty Canuck, uh, the host of Krusty Canuck Podcast. Welcome to the show, bro. How you doing? Not too bad, Deal. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. Um, how are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm tired. Had a long work day. But, yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Right. Working man. Yeah. That's um, paychecks nice. Yes. Shit. I wish I had that right now. <laughs> I hear you. <ya. laughs> well, um, so let's just, I, I want to get back into what we, uh, before we start recording, we, we was having a station, you know, about fucking common sense. Mm. Right. And, and uh, just based off, uh, you know, the unfortunate issues you're going through right now uh, in, in Canada, right? Because you're, you're a patriot. Mm. And uh, thank you for your service, although I'm not Canadian, but yet I understand, you know, all the sacrifice you had you to endure for your country. Well, I serve with Americans too. So there's a, a brotherhood. Yeah, boom. That, there you go. There's, there's a brotherhood that you can't dismiss, you know, yeah. regardless of how the political fences are between both of our countries. Mm-hmm. We, we can say historically that we're both classically liberal, not in the liberal sense of the poison word now, but the classical liberal sense where, hey, Dio, you do your thing. I do my thing. Mm-hmm. Let's have a barbecue later. Or let's have a beer later. Let's watch some American football. Let's watch some Canadian football. Let's yeah, and, and, and you know? essentially how it should be. You know? Yeah, it, it, it don't matter. And what really annoys me too is when I'm looking at a lot of the mainstream media. Now I look at mainstream media and I look at independent media. Um, I'm actually having a newfound respect, ironically enough for the Fox channel, Fox mm-hmm. news. I never used to watch Fox news, but I kind of like Tucker Carlson and his tongue in cheek approach to things. Mm-hmm. And some of their programs are okay. I, I don't watch CNN. I haven't watched CNN since I think when George W was president. Um, I just, I, I don't know what it is. It's just something doesn't feel right, you know? Yeah. Well, they, ever since, you know, our former president Trump, right? Whether we like it or not, that, that, that was our president, right? He called them out saying it's fake news. And then as, you know, time has progressed, we've seen some things in the media that is like, uh, like, you know, a small example, like what, uh, when Joe Rogan came out and said he was COVID positive, how they edited the video and, and how different, uh, they made it seem from reality, how it was. So, Man, it's just, it's all ratings. Hmm. It's like back in the day when, when uh, newspapers were, was a thing, right? Before we, were, we entered this digital era. Uh, it was all about selling papers and, and whoever got the most views. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Who sells the most papers gets the better paycheck. Mm-hmm. Who gets the most ratings gets the most advertising time and gets the more lucrative deals as the night broadcaster, the day broadcaster. And it's funny how you mentioned that, because I was just thinking about my media studies I took back in high school and how we were told, okay, you can watch three channels at any given time. One situation happens, okay? And one or more of those stations are going to emphasize a little more drama, Mm. right? So, okay, here's a car accident, 13 people are killed. That's one station we'll say. And here's the same car accident. Another station will say 15 people are killed. And the other station is going to say 17 people are killed. That alone should give you incentive to question that narrative. It sucks that there was a car accident and it sucks that it causes so much devastation, mm-hmm. but still question that, that narrative. Yes. And my time in service, my last time in Afghanistan, I started questioning that narrative quite a bit. 
it was great that we had the media backing us up for once because the Canadian military was never given a fair deal when it came to the world stage. And not so much because of our NATO friends or our allies. It was more of a government thing. Okay. A lot of taxes Canadians pay big time. And our military at one time didn't have a pot to piss in. So why are we boring American aircraft and British aircraft to go here, to go there? Yeah, and yeah. And our training is, is good, you know, but why we have to borrow things? So when you look at the media narrative back in the 90s, we used to call it decade of darkness because there was a lot of shady stuff going on and it wasn't the troops. A lot of it was the leadership and government too, for that matter. And money was going missing. Things were underfunded. Things were under, underrepresented. Uh, a few troops did some bad <clears throat> things. However, they didn't speak for the majority of, of service people at the time. So the media took that for a real whirlwind. Then when Afghanistan heated up and Canada was actually starting to see some action since the Korean War, oh, we better respect these men and women. Oh, we better do this. Ratings, 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 ratings. So you want to make it patriotic, you know? Exactly. Make it look like a beautiful little picture. Yes. Because there was more to Canadian military than just peacekeeping. We were known for that. But when you become a police officer, you're taught first aid. You're not called a first aid provider. You're called mm-hmm. a police officer, right? I trained to be a soldier. Yes, I was trained in peacekeeping and I was trained in security and peace support operations, but I was also trained in war fighting too. So that's the thing. So it changed the narrative of the Canadian conscience when it came to, oh, well, we have a military. All the more reasons to look after it, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so... And people used to compare us to the States all the time. So, well, that's kind of impossible because you got 37 million people in Canada compared to 330 million, I believe, in the United States. Mm-hmm. So if, if you want the same budget, a lot of people are going to go hungry if that was the same mm-hmm. for dollar for dollar, right? Oh, a strong military, but why is half the city under unemployed? You just can't do it with the numbers. But we can take responsibility to look after it as we should. There's no excuse for it as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Um, you think that, you know, when it comes to the military, they, they, you know, they train soldiers like yourself to kill and they, they don't have expectancy of them to return, you know, and it's like uh, they see it as whatever, right? Mm-hmm. For the lack of, uh, of trying to, you know, Collateral damage. Yeah. Like, it's just like. Expendable. Right. Yeah. And they, they, they you could, you, you know, you they could look at that yeah, yeah. because I know a lot of people, right. That are, 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 are veterans that serve their countries and, you know, and this is my opinion. I, I, I totally could be wrong. You know, I don't know the full extent of it. Right. I, I've, I've never served my country, but I, I, this is what I see. I see these, these men that, and women that are trained to to be assassins to you know get the job done so that our country could win and and whatever right but when they come back it's like there's no like de-escalating them there's no assistance yeah, and I they know what say, you mean. Yeah. and they say they they are they say they are mm. but are they really or you just it, it varies yeah from my experience um like I do have PTSD and it did end my career because um, I signed for 25 years and they wow. ended 20 uh, because of the issues. Now in 2014, I wanted to say, sayonara, that's it. I'm done. I'm checking out. 
Um, cause I used to bench a lot of weight. I used to, I played a lot of soccer. I played lacrosse, a lot of ice hockey. Active. Yeah. You, know, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be Canadian if you'd like skate around. Just hey, to get, you know, yes, trade, yes. eh? Oh yeah. Score a lot of goals. eh? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> to the, throw a little stereotype in there, but I, I was active. I was coaching soccer and I was coaching lacrosse too. So, and I was taking a bit of martial arts. So I was keeping fit. You know, I wasn't a machine, but I could go run 5k and feel good. I could do my my battle fitness test and feel good still sore because I was getting older, but things were just, things were falling into place. The best analogy I can say, you have a shelf, right? Everything's mm-hmm. balanced. The shelf began to tilt. Things started to fall. My marriage wasn't working out. I was drinking more. Um, before I got married, part of my expression, I was quite the man whore. So mm-hmm. I was playing the field, you know, um, I met my wife. Okay. Yeah. Things are all right. You know, okay. I love her. She's great. She's fantastic. But I wasn't feeling it in here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm not a religious man, but my soul wasn't together. So my classes were going to shit. Um, I was forgetting things. I was just not focusing. My enthusiasm went from a hundred percent down to like 85, 75. My weight was gaining. I was getting bigger drink and drink and drink and drink there are weekends i get a bottle of rye and then a case of beer and it'd be gone by saturday night and then saturday or sunday drink some more mm-hmm. but then monday okay done but and i just There's regular I would, routine exactly and my wife would say what's wrong with you oh i'm fine you know the old suck it up at it right um this personal support that we had in in my area they were good, but they weren't so good because they wanted to get you back into that teaching format again. And I didn't mind teaching. It's just my confidence went to shit. My self-respect went to shit. And my idea of life went to shit. So how can I honestly teach troops the pros and cons of being a Canadian soldier? How can I teach them when to firefight? How can I teach them to do the best that they can with what they got when I felt I had nothing? and it was just going down, 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 and around February 2014, I was in that place. I call it the uh, the dark place, and I just wanted to check out. I thought of ways of hanging myself. I thought of ways to shoot myself, poisoning myself, without making a mess, and my saving factor was my wife did some errands that day, and when she came home, kind of snapped me out of it. That following Monday, I went and talked to somebody, and that's where the uh, the process was starting to change. Um, but that's where the personal support workers were starting to intervene. Uh, I recommend any of your listeners or viewers out there, if you do feel that way, if you, if there's any kind of hint of you feeling the way I just described, from my own personal experience, I'm not going to say lived experience because I find when people say lived experience, it's like you don't need that adjective. Mm-hmm. You don't like what, what you have a dead experience. What, what, you know, did you die and come back? <laughs> I was born again. You know, like it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't work that way. It's, it's an experience. And I didn't want to dwell in it about two years ago. Now I'm more than happy to talk about it with people. Mm-hmm. Um, if any one of your listeners or viewers feel this way, please talk to somebody. Yes. Okay. It doesn't matter if, if yes, it's a yes. priest or a rabbi or your imam your mother, your father, your boyfriend, girlfriend, your lover, talk to somebody. 
get it out because that's the best that's the first step get it out of you because it, ironically enough it is like a monkey on your back and it will weigh you down and that monkey turns into a vampire and sucks the absolute life out of you like it, it, like I say, I, I played soccer, lacrosse. I was scoring goals in hockey. I had a great time drinking, smoking, fucking and chucking, being a man <laughs> whore. And then I met my wife. Okay. And then all of a sudden. Deteriorated. It was just one minute. I'm feeling great. Next minute. I'm just like, you just hear that hum. Yeah. And it's cra- yeah. crazy. You had, you, you were. You were doing so much activities and were like, it was keeping, it, it was just keeping you busy. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't healing the problem or assisting yeah. you. It was just, just keeping busy for as long as your mind stay busy. You, you Denial. Know, you I was denying yeah. it. Yeah. I was denying it. You know, it's, it, it's, it's like when you lose a loved one, you know, the, the four stages, you deny it. Then you're angry. Then the grief, mm-hmm. the grief I was having was I'm worthless. I'm not worth this. You know, that's, that's the way I was looking at myself. I'm, I'm a piece of shit. I can't do this. And what's wrong with you? My God, you're a sergeant now. What, what's wrong with you? You failed. Oh my God. What's wrong with you? Constantly beat myself up. And there is still that stigma with some individuals. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to speak light of some of my, my fellow service people, but I did have some leadership that were in the, the circle that just kind of dismissed it. Uh, I had a couple of, of great people that stepped up and gave me a hand. And I'm grateful for that too. And when the word got out that, oh shit, Sarge is, holy fuck, what's wrong with him? People started saying, hey, you want someone to talk to? Let me know. You get that, right? Because we're we're so formatted to walk the line, to do this, to do that. And I had nothing wrong with that because that's the way I was trained from the mm-hmm. time I was recruit till I got my my sergeants. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay. But when you start, you have that mentality where you suck it up, suck it up. Yeah, you, it's, like, it's it's also like, uh, but also like a, it's like a man thing, you know. I don't yeah. know about you, but just yeah. growing up, where you know, if we talk about our feelings, you know, let's start looking at us different, you know, oh. and, 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 you <laughs> know. Oh, I've had a bit of that too, right? Yeah. And it's and it's like that's where we're constantly, you know, throughout history, we're constantly judged. Mm-hmm. And, and, and criticized for our actions and whatever you know and and then you go like you you grow older and you get older and time passes yeah. and it, the more time passes it, it becomes difficult to talk yeah because you, you're taught to suck it up yeah right and how much more do you have to suck up like we're like sponges people forget that the brain is like a sponge mm-hmm. it can only absorb so much that it has to wring out you eventually have to wring out the sponge and rinse it and wash it again to save it for another day to clean up another mess. Yeah, right? 100%. You can't just keep buying sponges all over time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the best analogy I can think of at the moment. No, and it's a great one. Somebody, everybody mm-hmm. can understand that analogy. <clears throat> and I think that's a common thing in men, you know, mental health. I think we don't have more of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's different. You know, I've you know been and i'm not gonna say who you know but I, i'll say this females you know when you try to talk to females they look at you sometimes i shut up bitches not every woman is supportive <laughs> you right? nailed it on the head right? i can validate that for you yes and and yes. my wife an exception though my wife yeah. she's been 
but um, I, I can, yeah, I can and, verify this. You nailed that. Because yeah, I, and you you go and you, yeah. you know you <laughs> you cry your heart out, and they look they look at you like what the, you know like what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Oh, uh, what's wrong? Yeah, exactly. You know, I yeah, I I you know I I grew up with some trauma. Or, you know, I say some some others say a lot. And, you know, every time I would sit with I noticed that every time I would sit with somebody and talk to them about my childhood, I saw it as that's just a normal day mm. when they when I, you know, when they looked when I looked at them, they those you know, jaw dropping and shocked. And I was like, ah, oh, I, I got to stop talking about this mm. makes people feel uncomfortable. You know, and and then I had my son and I got married, you know, and things just started escalating things that I have. I had just brushed off, like you said, you know, just at one point, I just started, you know, just coming through my pores. And I know I didn't know what it was. Yeah. You know, I got the help. Um, Then I had an event, you know, and and I found jujitsu. Hmm. You know, and, you know, the, it's helped me because I feel like all my life I, I've been such angry. Mm-hmm. I had, you know, I had my reasons why, but because you've been so uh, majority of your life angry, you just don't know why you're angry anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Why am I pissed? Right. So through jujitsu, it's a very physical and it's, it's like playing chess with your body. And. I, I, you know, it took me a year and I'm going to make a year that actually broke me in a sense that like, you know, when I roll with somebody, I'm not angry. I'm literally just trying to survive and not hurt the other person. Mm-hmm. And which is the fundamental jujitsu. That's what it is. You're trying to escalate a situation rather hurt somebody. Right. And, I, and I, I, I came to that moment, but then like I started now feeling sad. Right. And every time I sat down to take a shit, I started sobbing for no fucking reason. Every time I got in the car for myself, I started fucking sobbing for no fucking reason. Every time I was putting my son to sleep, I started crying for no fucking reason. You know, this anger that I've, I've built up for fucking, you know, 30 something years. Now it's gone. And I'm, I'm, I'm. Like I, I felt like I had this hole of of emptiness. Like there was full of anger. And now just nothing. It's an empty hold. And like it's you know it's easy to get angry. Oh God, yes, yes. Right. Like, like growing up for me, anger was key to survival. Yeah. But like I, you know, I'm not surviving. I'm not in that. I'm not surviving. And I'm not in a war. I'm not. I'm not being chased by guns or people trying to jump me. You know. I'm a dad. I'm a, I'm a full blown dad. Uh, my son's autistic. I'm his full time uh, uh, health provider taker for the last two years. I'm not at war no more. Nobody's trying to kill me. Right? Nobody's talking down on me. Nobody's neglecting me. Nobody. Uh, so like now it's all right. I realized that I accepted that that sadness. Now it's. Now I got to find my way to build myself up. And it's working. Because I saw how your face lit up when you're talking about your boy. Yeah. So you're seeing the light. And 
what I find some, sometimes condescending from some people, oh, just let it go. Like there's truth to that. Yeah. But it, it's when you let it go. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when you're ordered to get into shape, it doesn't just happen overnight. It takes a good, yes, a minimum of about three months, a minimum of three months, depending on what you eat and how your metabolism works and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I, I made this standard. <coughs> yeah. But it's the same thing. Okay. You, you have need three months to condition your body. You might need three years to condition your head. Yes. It yes. varies. It varies. Like, and, con- like and, and constantly adjustment. <laughs> like my, you know, I have all the time. I disagree with my wife and like, she's like, we got to make a plan. We got to make a plan. It's like, yeah, we can follow the plan to the T, mm-hmm. but there's always things that, you know, get in the way. Life. So you, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You don't, you don't Life go gets in the way. <laughs> yeah. You don't go and redirect the plan. You readjust. Yeah. Same thing. And you when, just accordingly adjust yeah. your ability. And just like when you're a soldier, when you're in battle, you try to make this plan A to B, but things are going to get in the way. So you got to constantly readjust with, yeah. keep in mind, always the same goal. Yeah. I would agree with that big time. Yeah. Because like, here's the objective. Okay. We have a mission. We got to, we got to hit 40 K. We got to do it this way. We got to see this and see that. Okay. Actions on if this happens, actions on if that happens. And you know, yeah. a second plan. Yes. I carried a radio in my tour. So I was, I was the signal or, you know, a fucking target, yeah. <laughs> just like an officer. But uh, the officer and I would go back and forth and what we were going to do if this happened, a contingency plan. Right. And we, we pulled through it. You know, we pulled through it. It was fuck, man. It was an adventure. Fucking, you know, it was great, you know? Um, but those situations, they accumulate too. They stick in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. And that's where they just kind of linger, you know, mm. cue the 3d music, you know, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's there and yeah. it sits here, it sits here, it sits there. You know, I could be sitting, having a coffee with my wife, watching a really bad TV show. And it pops, and it up, pops and up. Hello. Yeah. Hello. How are you? Good a, to thought, see you a thought that you haven't thought of in like 20 years. Yeah. and just out of nowhere. Remember the first time you fired your rifle and you actually hit that guy. Ooh. What did that yeah. make you feel? Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Cue the 3D music, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I can laugh at it now. It, it still it still shakes me. But I can laugh along with it now because I own that. I did that. It was my job. I called in this. I called in that. It was my job. Now, I'm not going to be one of those people that, you know, when you hear the lefties talk about, oh, you're falling orders just doing your job. You're a murderer. Well, I stood for something. I stood for this, right? Home and native land. And I stood alongside American brothers, Australian brothers, New Zealand brothers, British brothers, Afghan brothers and sisters too. And we fought the good fight, like the triumph song. You know, we fought the good fight. And that's how I remember it. Mm. Regardless of the chaos, regardless of the carnage, the smells, the smells I don't forget. To this day, when I hear a car door slam too hard, I still kind of flinch. But it doesn't make me sit in a corner like Hollywood like to say, or Hollywood likes to to display. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this past two years has been tough on both of our countries, too, with ridiculous mandates and regulations and and no wonder people have had a hard time. No wonder people are getting antsy. No wonder there's protests going on because people are pissed. And I don't blame them. 
at all. Yeah, they're they're like um, we become teenagers again when our parents are telling us to stay home, and you know, where our freedom is slowly being stripped away. Just like yeah. uh, you know, you're uh, in your country right now. It's it's we don't know what to do. Well, that's the thing because I, I I'm a firm believer in protesting when you're going to protest. Yeah, the moment it, it turns violent. Okay, let's say if the authorities who are blocking you, they start swinging their batons in riot gear and throwing pepper spray and then firing rubber bullets or those little sandbag bullets you've seen in some um, SWAT teams or CERT teams. Up here, we don't call them SWAT. They're called usually ERTs mm. or uh, special response. To, ERTs or SRTs, special response teams. Right? So it's the same thing, like special weapons and tactics and what have you. Um, when those start flying around, you know the authorities or who's controlling the authorities is scared kind of like how prime minister trudeau prematurely brought in the emergency measures act to stop the truckers yet he didn't bring any kind of measures act in when the supporters of the wetsuwetsen um tribal councils or the hereditary chiefs that are called when they're protesting against the lng pipeline in northern bc these are people that were setting fire to railway tracks and blocking railway tracks bringing debris on railway tracks blocking the traffic of railway cars so and you know they have every right to protest by all means right but they cause more damage more more damage economically yeah they did more harm than good exactly and the trucker protest in ottawa it was a big party some people were upset because the honking of the horn oh my goodness and people were inconvenienced i get that i understand that a noise ordinance, whatever. Okay, here's a ticket for being noisy, whatever. But the way the federal government looked at that, they treated it like, oh my God, an abomination. How dare you defy no, it's, us? They, they, yeah. they just, we gave them a reason, right? Here's the way I think about it. Like everything's like chess, right? So it's cause and effect. Hmm. We're going to make, we're going to do something so that, the the effect will be essentially the people getting rowdy mm-hmm. right so that once the people get rowdy you're going to force me not to make a decision all along i wanted to make mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and because of the people are, are we we have become so predictable like you know at, at some point we also got to take response for ourselves because if you're trying to lift the community you don't because you know you're pissed. It doesn't give you the right to go in and I'll burn all the, the, the small businesses because yeah. right now they get burned yeah. out. They get in debt, they foreclosure and guess who buys them? Yeah. They're not going right. to give the opportunity to you who's trying to mm-hmm. do make something for yourself. Yeah. Right now, the first closure is burned down. They're going to give it to the, the higher bidder, the one who pays the most. Mm-hmm. So essentially, you're 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 fucking yourself over. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're giving them like it's you're giving them the reason to to make all the decisions for us you're you're making well, us yeah you destroy property of course yeah of course. you're making it you're making it seem as where yet again we're adolescents we're kids again and our parents are 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 punishing us if we continue if we don't find a better route a better way to uh say what we're trying to you know say and do and make it clear uh we're going to lose our freedom indefinitely. Well, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact too, um, 
the volume because when I look at the truckers convoy, mm-hmm. okay, they didn't smash any windows, they didn't damage any property, they didn't, they didn't destroy railway tracks, and our our leadership did not come out and talk or negotiate with any of these individuals, and that was you know that's what struck me odd too quite a bit because as much as I loathe the liberal brand in this country because they're not the liberals I grew up with or let's say what you grew up with too. Uh, I can say that the Democrats now are definitely not the Democrats. I remember back in the eighties or the nineties, you know, cause it, it's just, it's all of a sudden they did a, a, a total 180, right? Mm-hmm. Democrats are promoting the whole universal income, the whole socialist idea and Eastern Europe proved it wrong back in the early nineties that, okay, some parts of socialism are all right. Like medical, medical care, Fine, because Canadians pay a lot of taxes into our medical system. It's not perfect, but, you know, if, if, if I was working on my roof, I fell off a ladder and busted my leg. Okay, the ambulance is going to come and pick me up anyway. They're not going to give me a bill, you know, you know, $120 to get to the hospital. It's like, well, I can't pay it right now because I'm in agony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that's, that's a good aspect of it, too. But in order to keep these programs alive, you have to let people work to make money to pay mm-hmm. into it mm-hmm. and let people have their businesses mm-hmm. so they can make money and pay into it, which is fine. I, I don't mind paying taxes, even though tax taxation is theft as far as I'm concerned. But it, it, whether it's provincial or municipal mm-hmm. or, or uh, federal, or in your case, like say the state or the municipality, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it, sometimes it's ridiculous the amount of taxes people have to pay. Right. Yeah. But when I look at these individuals who had to go to work, especially these truck drivers being told, okay, you have to get a third shot and you will like it. It's like, well, uh, no, because we met the quota of the 70%. You know, we're not going to condemn anybody who has it or who doesn't have it. And you're still making more rules, making our job harder. We've got timings to meet. We've got things to do when we get the work and you're telling us we have to get another shot. Well, no, F that we're not doing this. And they made a point. And it, it inspired a movement in the States now too. It inspired a, a movement in Europe. I think even down in, in Brazil, they had a little convoy going on as well. So it inspired people and it was peaceful. The only thing that ruined it, as far as I'm concerned, is the federal government where they refused to talk to these individuals. Yeah. And that was, it was a slap in the face. It's like, really? And now he's all, all hot and bothered about Ukraine talking about, we have to protect democracy. Uh, how about Canadian democracy? How about American democracy? What's Joe doing? Right. Inflation has affected both of our countries and gasoline and groceries, you know, in, in our rents and our mortgages. Holy shit. $800,000 is, is the minimal. Now you have to pay for a small house. When I was a kid, $800,000 home was a bloody mansion. You know, yes. now it's like a bungalow with maybe an acre of land if you're lucky. You know, what gives? Uh, I think it's just the whole fucking uh, conspiracy massive plan. We're, the world's overpopulated. Uh, we, they, they fucking threw a, a, a nuke in where it's COVID affecting everybody. The numbers still don't go down. All right, let's go to fucking war. Yeah, now, let's, yeah. go, let's go take off. Pre-planned. Yeah, exactly. Let's go take off. Uh, take off America or Canada. Let's get into war. We're now Russia, World War Three, right? Mm-hmm. Send a bunch of motherfuckers over there, right? Yeah. Now the population goes down. 
you know, and until they get to a set number and everything's, you know, it's fine and dandy, right? Okay, then we'll stop. Okay, we'll start an armistice now and you'll take this part of Europe. We'll take North America. We'll take this. <laughs> and there's a yeah. the balance. Exactly. No, no more of this division. We'll put this here, that there, these identities over here, that identity over there. And uh, Klaus Schwab says you'll own nothing and be happy. Right? We'll wait, yeah. we'll wait until the next twenty years <laughs> yeah. or so to see if this happens again. We go, oh, oh, you know, get overpopulated again. We have to do the same shit. Yeah, and that's it. That's and a that's pretty like, good theory. I like that theory. <laughs> I mean, but it's like you gotta listen. I'm I'm not a left. I'm not a right. I'm not a. I I, I don't know shit about politics. I like we we initially talk, started the conversation all about common sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're always complaining. We're always fucking populated. Yeah. There's there that's not getting enough food and not, and this and that. I mean, why why we're not destroying little increments? We're we're doing it by massive and massive and massive and massive. It's a mob mentality that's that's doing that too. Um, my wife and I we try to grow food every year. Uh, yeah. Last year, a little difficult because neighborhood cats ruined my potato crop. Mm. bastards <laughs> digging in my potato patch doing their thing so i dig up all my potatoes and the only thing i can smell is cat piss i'm like oh really yep. thanks they don't eat you it know? the rats do the same they don't eat something and piss on it uh, nobody eats bad. it yeah, i know you just well we got no rats out here luckily you know knock on wood there's no rats uh in my area uh we do have vermin a lot of coyotes mm. um the odd raccoon but they're, they're harmless the coyotes uh, i worry about because uh i work with cattle so my concern mm. is uh, keeping the coyotes away because, you know, they'll bite a calf and that calf can be a prized calf. Mm. That calf dies and then the coyotes have at it and then you get a calf carcass and you're like, oh, shit. That's, Pardon that's, my friend. Yeah, yeah. They become vermin, right? So that's Which is normal, normal things when you're, when you're in this type of industry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know, I tell my bosses, yeah, there's coyotes here and all that. And I've offered to hunt them. You know, well, I am a gun owner, so I, you know, I wouldn't mind going out, taking the guns out for a little, little treat. Uh, get stretched. <laughs> yeah, you know, get the skills up a bit. You know, so I am part of a range in this area, so I just haven't had time to go shoot. You know, because between my job and then when I'm off, I do my podcast and I do my research for my episodes and what I'm going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Let's get it. Let's get into. That. I, I wanted to ask sure. you what in. What inspired you? Because I've heard not fully, but I heard a couple of episodes. Uh, mm you know, roughly like what inspired you to start the podcast? Because it's, it has a lot of topics, but yet important topics, mm. right. That has fundamental beliefs. And, and I like the way you try to break it down and talk about it. And, you know, the, I, honestly, it's, it's, I enjoy it because there's topics that everybody talks about. Yeah. But there's then topics that, that you have to talk about it and you refuse not to. Well, that's the thing. Um, like I say, 20 years in the army, um, we, we were ordered basically, we, we can't have any political side. And I'm sure it's the same thing with the American service, mm -hmm. British services all around. And you can sit with a bunch of guys in your section or what you guys call a squad and just shoot the shit, whatever. Even some officers get in the conversation fine, but you cannot physically display your loyalty to one party in Canada when you're mm -hmm. in the member of the military. Mm -hmm. um, like you can't make it public, right? Mm -hmm. More, it's a little more lenient now. Uh, a few more guys are coming out saying it, speaking their mind. Um, but it's because of a lot of the political wheelings and dealings and our best guesstimations, I guess our own hypothesis over the years. 
I was just cringing to say something because you would see such stupidity when it come to elected officials, when it came to deploying our soldiers or getting our soldiers kit or looking after what had to be looked after, i.e. like morale and welfare for some of our vets that wait in line for like six months at a time to get a piece of paper this big, you know, um, which is it? So when I left in 2018, I always had an affection for talk radio. I love talk radio. It's great, you know, because even when you're driving, when you're working, you listen to a couple of conversations, some decent topics. Yeah, I mean, I miss that. I miss yeah, that growing like, up. Like, it, it's still out there. It's just when you turn on a lot of major radio stations now, you get the same old garbage. You don't get real talk. You get people talking at you because their editor or their producer says, you must say this. So state-sponsored bullshit. Um the CBC up here used to have some great talk radio on many moons ago. Now it's just garbage. Yeah, everything and, is, uh, at least over here, is like everything. That, that's why when I started the podcast, I didn't want to make it a niche. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want I, I want to talk to different people, peoples and learn different things and just, you know, culture, you know, uh, everything now is very pop culture. Uh, what, you know, they're, at least over here, in my point of view, we're very divided. Either you're either black, white, or LGBT, you know, T community, uh, Latinx, like, but we forgot to just be people. Yeah. You know, so I I get, you know, I I understand what you're saying when, you know, talk radio and whatnot. Well, that's the thing, because like where I grew up, there was, there was no such thing as, as, as gender parity. There was no such thing as racial divide because I was raised in a household where you treat people the way you want to be treated. Exactly. You don't judge on color. You don't judge on language, you know, yes. and we're all guilty one way or the other of making fun of each other. That's yeah. the thing. You know, I, I, I'm not going to go on my way to, to look at a black man and, and drop that word. I will not. <laughs> I just, I won't do it. Even he says, if I give you a million bucks, I want you to call me that. No, <laughs> no, I could use a million bucks, but no. And the, and these, these, you know, this is where, you build valuable foundations with people, you know, well, that's the thing. like, yeah. you know, a, a friend that you, you, you met all your life, grew up with him. You're not going to talk to him the, the same way you talk to somebody you just met five minutes ago. Well, that's the right? thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but everybody, everybody seems wants to do that. Yeah. You know, it's like you had your group of friends. I had my group of friends, but let's say if I'm in New Jersey, sometimes say, Hey, deal, let's go for a coffee. Let's grab a beer. Mm-hmm. Talk some shop. Hey, you know, let's say mm-hmm. one of your friends comes in the bar. Hey, who's this guy? Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm Krusty Canuck. Hey, how are you? Yeah. Just, you know, trade and commerce back and forth, right? And, you know, my, my father, um, he's an ex-firefighter. So he worked in a part of Toronto that was very, very diverse. And he'd see all shapes and colors every day, you know, and it didn't matter. And it never came up. No one ever said this word or that word. It never came up. He was saturated in diversity as we see it. Yeah, I think, yeah. Nothing ever came up. There was never a racial issue. The only thing that makes everything racial now, I would have to say, is the colleges, universities, and how the media likes to go with it. Yeah. View sell, you know, the most view, paper sell. This is is what, you know, this is my argument I've had all my life with people, right? I, I grew up with my grandparents, you know, in a small barrio where, you know, I wasn't welcome. I, I was like, I was an alien, somebody else, this American kid, right? And although Puerto Rican, that's how they treated me, right? 
because I'm I was half I'm half uh, Dominican. I was told to uh, I needed to go hide because the uh, like the police immigrant police will come and take me because growing uh, 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 at that time there was a lot of Dominican people flooding to to um, Puerto Rico for a better life. And if you didn't have papers, you'll get deported. So I grew up okay. a lot uh, with that a lot, right? And it's one thing that, you know, me living, I learned is respect. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, I feel like we have lost major values. Everything's loyalty. Everybody's being liked. You know, I, you know, I remember telling my mom once, like, I'd rather be respected than like, mm. right? Because when yeah. you respect me, you're going to think twice to try and do something with me. Yeah. When, when you'd rather be liked, you know, you're just putting on a smile and wait for me to turn my back and, and stab me, right? Waiting for the thumbs up from TikTok and Facebook. Exactly, right? Okay. And, yeah. and and it's like, what ha- whatever happened to respect, right? Yeah. Um. I don't care, gay, straight, curvy, red, white, and blue. I care about respect. I care mm-hmm. about boundaries. Respect, this is my square space. Respect, respect my, what you do on the other side, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't give a fuck <laughs> exactly. who you're dating. I don't go who you're fucking. I don't even talk to. This is my square face. Now, when I feel like you're invading my space, yeah, there's a You'll problem. Right? You let them know. Yeah. Right? But here's <laughs> yeah. the thing. There's no respect. People are trying to force themselves mm-hmm. on you. They're trying to make you feel accepted. It's like, bro, you're making me uncomfortable. Set the fuck back. Mm-hmm. Right. How about respect? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, respect is like you in a courtroom. You're, 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 you're innocent into proving guilty. Yeah. Due once process. I like, yeah. Once I feel like you don't respect, bro, you, it's another motherfucker in the street. I just gotta, I gotta do the best to stay away from you. Not out of fear. I had a fear for myself because you annoy me so much. I have to control now myself. Yeah. And I think people lack that understanding. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is be respectful and respect people's space. All right. And I'll do the same. Mm-hmm. This is why I, I don't know. And the Bible says respect thy neighbor. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's like a golden rule for everybody. Yeah. You know, that people and... uh, like, I feel like there's that word doesn't exist. They want they want to be loyal to one another without knowing them. They'll probably call that racist sometime soon too. Yeah, you know? <laughs> they call freedom racist. Oh, yeah, selfish! Uh, the Canadian flag's racist now. That's some of our politicians talking yeah. about that garbage. You know, and it's it's odd. You know, it, 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 it's it's how you're raised too. Like, not every parent is perfect. You know, not every parent can can do it right. There's no such thing as a perfect manual, right? Um, but when you teach your kids, when you teach young, young kids that you want something, you work for it. You know, you earn it. I'm, into that, yes. I'm a firm believer in merit, meaning that, okay, let's say six months from now, you do this format over and over again. All of a sudden, you, I was like, holy shit, Dio, you got like a million views. Wow. You merited, you yes. know, because you put the work and time into it. My podcast is still tiny. I'm working on it, but you know, I've had a lot of fly by nighters say, Oh, I'll get you this and I'll get you that. And for this price and that price, no, I'll do it the old fashioned way. Dude. If someone hears me and likes what I have to say, click like or download. Yes, or 100%. Subscribe. Keep it simple. Yes. 
common sense. As yes. much as I would love to make my podcast a full-time commitment, and I would love it more than ever, you know, hint, hint, wink, wink, say mm-hmm. no more, say no more, <laughs> <laughs> to your listeners and viewers out there, that's up to the viewer to decide. Yes. And if you, let's say, make 100,000 subscribers and I make 100,000 subscribers, well, hell, smack my ass, call me Judy. <laughs> We're on to something, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I use that tidbit in, in the show once in a while, too. So I just uh, like, put little fillers in there once in a while. But it's, it's so. uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, they'll, they'll sit down and I say, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to like. You need to format it. You need to script it. No, I'm good. I'm good. Well, it, if we're working for a major network, sure, great, because yeah. that's all done for you. Here, what's your storyboard? Okay, what, what do you want to say? Great, and we have people do that for you. Yeah, that's great. That's uh, that's fantastic. Give me give me the paperwork before so I can memorize it. You know, motivation. Yeah. And you're making but, five thousand bucks a show. Oh right. yeah, fantastic. You know, I'm lucky to make a hundred bucks a month through YouTube. Shit, sure. and you know, I'm making of- I'm making fifteen dollars, and I, I I think I I still haven't reached it on on Anchor. They keep fucking me over like, you know, like, you know, but do what you love and what you, you know, when you're doing what you love, you're not working. You're just doing what you love. Yeah. But you have to cheat what you do, you know, where you're doing that you love as a job because you don't want to oversaturate it. You don't want to overdo it. Well, that's the thing. You want to put your brand. You want to put your thing out there for the world to see. And we're all susceptible to judgment, yeah. you know, and you, like in your show and my show, when we talk about it, if you like and hear what you see, please click like, subscribe, all that yeah. stuff. Give me a comment, get the gener- get the machine going, right? Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I, my, my kit is, is pretty simple. I've got your standard mic and I've got a nice little soundboard that I invested in. And then I do little voice recordings through my cell phone, loaded up to sound effects and stuff too, just to keep people interested because I've had some wonderful comments from viewers who have said, yeah, I like listening to your show when I'm welding or when I'm, when I'm farming or when I'm doing this, I like listening to what you say. And that's, that's great to me, you know? That's um, amazing. Yeah. And I, I get a few comments saying, yeah. oh, you're anti-trans. Oh, you're anti this. How, what have I said that's put people in their place, you know? That means they're not listening. Yeah, exactly. You just need to look at the optics. I love how, yeah, I love how people just, just like say shit. It makes no sense <laughs> <Yeah>. sometimes. <laughs> so, you? Look at me, I'm being a hero. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> like, it makes no sense with the conversation. Just, yeah. to, just to, so they can feel they can feel heard, right? Yeah. And sense special. of value. Yeah. I told a total stranger off. I feel wonderful. I get, I get some type of empowerment. <laughs> Yeah, like the vampires just tell you about you know monkeys on your back and they suck the life out of you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you let them, if you let them, they will. You, you know, know, I, I listen, man. I, 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 I went through this transition, right? Like I always said, I just don't give a fuck, and realized that I did give a fuck. And, and I learned that I need to learn how to divide what I care about and what I don't care about. Mm-hmm. And then now when I say I, I really don't give a fuck, I really mean it. I really <laughs> mean it. I don't. I don't. Listen, I, I, this, I do this and I enjoy every minute of it. You know, I got my, 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 like my wife is my first person that like will cr- criticize me. If she'll criticize me, I mean, I'm doing a good job. 
for some real reason, right? Uh, other than her, I don't listen to anybody. I just, I don't care, you know, because what, ha- like, I look at it as what have you done? What have you done lately? Right? Did you record yourself talking and posted? Did you edit it? Did you upload it? Did you, you know, seek out people to come on the podcast? Did you do something? Hey, like, whoever tells me who tries to give me a comment, they stay quiet. Mm-hmm. Like as much as my platform is not to is not meant to be perfect. It's something that it grows with you. Yeah. Right. You, and it's you yours. Yeah. You, you, it. you go and evolve and continue to evolve and you get better. You like you like like fucking wine. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Like my first my f- episode, yeah. I talked about that. I had this little microphone and the soundboard wasn't that great. So people were only hearing the left side. So, okay, I was new at it. But I talked about being yourself. Yes. And that's, I remember, my first episode. And just, it's okay to be you. Because there was some people up here that were putting out flyers saying it's okay to be white. Because there was a lot of this diversity BIPOC mm-hmm. stuff going around. And I'm not disenfranchising it, but if I'm going to hire somebody, I hire someone based on their experience, not based on their color, their skin or their gender. Correct. You know, I don't believe in equity quotas. I believe in work quotas, you know, um, it's called the old fashioned way because it works. Yes. It worked for centuries. Why is it any different now? And I don't care if, if a person I hire is from Uganda or from Cuba or from Puerto Rico or from Taiwan or from down the road in Edmonton. Hey, you got the qualifications. Okay. You're hired, you know, and then up here in Canada, we have a three month grace period to see where, okay, where you're at, you know, if you meet the standard and if you pass the three months then you're off your probation and then, you know, pardon my expression, the world's your fucking oyster. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. That's simple. And I worked in a Chinese, in my teen years, I worked in a Chinese restaurant and I washed dishes and cleaned. And my employer at the time gave me an interesting story. He came from Hong Kong when Hong Kong was still free. You know, knock on wood. Couldn't speak a word of English. He struggled. He struggled. But he ended up building um, a resume for the work he did. Learned English as he went along. And got his chef's papers. It took him about five years, but he did it. Met a nice girl from Chinatown. You know, raised a family. And last I heard, he owns about seven restaurants in the greater Toronto area. Boom, there you go. So, you know, um, and he gave me an excellent, well, next to my father, he gave me an excellent work, work ethic. Says, uh, I don't want to sound racist here, but I just remember his accent. He says, you try hard for me, I will rock and roll for you. Boom. That's an and, awesome quote. <laughs> and he did. He showed me the finer points of slicing certain vegetables, the finer point of cooking, the finer point of being patient with every meal. And it was because of him, I was actually thinking about getting into the culinary arts. So it was the, the man inspired me. You know, that's that's the thing. And because I was raised in a household, we don't judge people on their color or their ethnicity. You treat people like people. It's because of a guy like that. I look at you as a man. I look at your neighbor as a man. I look at her as a woman. I, I don't care what your ethnicity is. I don't, I, you know. It's important to understand and embrace your culture. Yes. But let's be realistic here. What's North American culture? Both of our countries have freedom for now. 
Mm -hmm. we, we, we have shared histories. We have loyalty to the British monarchy. I personally don't care, honestly. I think the Queen's a lovely lady. She must be a wonderful human being, but I don't want her governing this country anymore or having any kind of say in things anymore. No influence, yeah. You know, uh, we look at America, the greatest experiment. You kicked Britain's ass, but you still maintain a friendship. You know, we almost had a revolution too a couple of times. You know, the Upper Canada Rebellion in the 1830s and then the Red River Rebellion in 1885, which was, it, it's still up in the air. Well, it's not up in the air. It's, it's in the history books. Yeah. But it shows you the whole transition from colony to country to colony again, some colonialism. But I don't buy the whole speech about, oh, it's colonial. It's colonial. No, it's not colonial. It's Canadian or it's American. Right. And yeah, there's still homage to some of the old ways, but some of those old ways worked. Yeah. Right. And the basic principle, I think both of our democracies, especially up here, should be more bloody liberty. Mm. Liberty. Like I look at the American gun laws and they're fantastic. Common sense. Up here, it's a whole federal thing. Right. You have to have a card in order to buy and you have to have training in order to buy and purchase. Mm. So I follow the rules. So is every gun owner I know. I don't know anybody in my circle that I've worked with who owns guns, who's done something stupid with them other than maybe drop it, but it was not loaded. It was locked and sealed. So that's the thing. So there's different differences there. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to, let's say gun ownership in this country, yeah, I believe in a concealed carry. I believe in it. It doesn't mean I'm going to do it right now, mm -hmm. but I believe in it. I believe in defending yourself. We have the right to defend ourselves in this country, but nine times out of 10, you're still hauled to court to prove your case, which will still cost you anywhere from 15 to $20,000 for representation mm -hmm. just to clear your name. So there's a problem there. You know, we don't have castle laws here too bad though. Cause a lot of things could get done quicker, you know? So sorry to take you off topic there. I no, 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 <laughs> please, please. No, it's yeah. In, in New Jersey, it's uh, like, if you want to get your gun parent, like, it's going to take you forever. Mm. It's going to take yeah. yeah, it's... Well, ironically, it's like the people that don't deserve it get it quicker. The people that do deserve weird, it... Weird, eh? It's like... <laughs> That's so weird. I know I, I know. definitely a lot of people that, like, they got it real quick. And, like, in my head, like... Well, not in my head, because I've told them, like, you don't deserve that shit. Get that shit back. You don't need nothing with that. <laughs> Because you knew the guy was a thug, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just, I think one one of the things that, like, it's, in my opinion, right, it's killing, I don't know, life. It's, they're trying to make everything simple. Mm. like this, Simple this, or controlled both. for your pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, control, yes. In the name of safety yeah it, like <laughs> there's there's you know everything is so like now like i don't know whether but over here is like uber they got 20 million choices to to at the disposal to, to eat something right yeah. rather than getting up and and you know go cook something exactly they lost i'd rather that. get up and cook something i'd rather make my own goddamn sandwich yeah they they you know i understand maybe friday or the weekend you know yeah. Take a break. I get it. Excuse me. But um, yeah. everything's like so convenient. And I don't yeah. think I don't think everything should be so convenient. I think you 
you have yeah. to put the work in. You have to put the work in. And we're all creatures of that. Community. Yeah, we we yeah. we need to put the work in. You know, like you painting a whole fucking room, right? Just that. You you don't know how much your mind will think. Yeah. Right. You got to use your fucking head. Use exactly. your noggin. Think. Yeah. And we're yeah. just refusing to use that. Yeah. Because we're told not to. We're told not to. Turn the boob tube. Same thing. It doesn't even, even online here. You know, when you watch mm-hmm. TikTok videos. Oh, look at me dance. Shake my ass. Yeah. Don't See, think I, about I, the fact, you know, yeah. this girl's 17 years old and she wants validation. Yeah. Okay. She's a good looking girl, but it's like, you're not going to get validation from me because yeah. one thing you're 17. Secondly, you're going to demand respect, command respect from a potential mate. And he or she is not going to give you the time of day. They're just going to look at you as an object. Mm-hmm. So it's great. You're out there being brave, shaking your tush. But if I want that personally, I'll ask my wife. Yeah. And but what's crazy single, What's you know? crazy about that is that TikTok was wasn't meant for that. TikTok was meant to like people that like are creating things, like more like a short version of tutorial, yeah. like YouTube, right? You go on YouTube and it's everything's how you do this. Yeah. Same and, thing. And there's some legitimate videos out there that yeah. show you how to do things. That's great. But I think you know? once it came to fucking America, you know, you know, shake your ass. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Well, that's well. It's owned by Communist China too, eh? Cue the 3D music. Ooh. CCP. Ooh, America. You like this, eh? Okay. Yeah, and you know, and, and it's good for some people too. Uh, my wife and I, we banter back and forth too. Yeah. And I refuse to download it. You know, I had some advisors say, "Oh, you know, make your podcast millions." Yeah, right. For who? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, not for me. <laughs> for, for, I, I, I had it was crazy. I had this conversation with my wife, right? And and like yet again, this is me speculating. I could be wrong, but like yet again, it's common sense, right? We live in in an advanced society that everything's monetized. Mm-hmm. If you if you if you're not a, if you weren't one of the the people, right, that uh, were at the beginning of breaking point and monetizing everything. You're not you're not making the same money as him. You're yeah. not because that in the beginning nobody knew about it, yeah. and he you got to capital. If you were smart, you got to capitalize on that. Now, fast forward to five six years later, you can monetize everything. Yeah, YouTube, YouTube before uh, two thousand I think twenty one copper came in and started changing regulations whatnot. You can monetize like this and anything. Mm-hmm. Now you got prescription, you got at least minimum 500 subscribers, guidelines. You got all yeah. this shit controlling, right? Yeah, mine was a thousand, I think, before I started. Yeah. yeah. Like, mine was about a thousand. So I would create my own. Yeah. Um, the Buy Me Coffee app, I, I find fantastic. It's simple. Yeah. I use Stripe and, and PayPal too. Fantastic either way. So I go. include those in my, in my descriptions. Yeah. So you now know. you, yeah. So now you're like, if you want to make money, go now join the buddy system they have or some shit like that. But yeah, you're creating content, but you're not creating content for you. You're creating content for them. Yeah. And you're not going to get paid for it because it clearly shows you that. Because they'll take 25 or 30% of every, my, every buck you get. My, my, my problem, my sponsorship with Anchor, right? Mm. You're taking 30% of what I'm earning. Yeah. And you're when you read the disclaimer, it's because the editing and whatnot, whatnot. All right, so... If it's like that, you you should only 
take 10% because I don't use, I, I, I created my own music. I created my own edits, everything I own. Yeah. I edit myself. All I do is upload it, the distribute it. So your distribution, which uh, further investigation, it's only on, on uh, Apple Music and Spotify, legitimately. Yeah. Uh, the other platforms are telling you, unless you have created an account with them, they're not distributing it for you. Yeah. Right. Uh, nobody fucking listens to Google Podcasts. Yeah, I, I've had adverts for that, and I, I, I just all the red tape I had to sign up for that. It was just, it took me twenty minutes just to get through to them. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck this. Nobody. Like, no, that, that's that's the, what what's good is it's untapped. Is it still an untapped market because everybody uses Google? Yeah. Right. So you just don't know how to figure it out, but the your plays basically come from Apple Music or Spotify. And yeah, they'll tell you, oh, we're on seven different platforms, right? And it, it took me going into that. It, they weren't distributing to those platforms because I had to physically make an account. Yeah. Right? And check yourself. That's exactly. Thing. So yeah. now is the only thing is if I was a person of a blue check mark on social media, right? <laughs> a, a, a public figure, a Democrat? Yeah. <laughs> if I was liberal. Yeah, if I were if I was a uh, uh, one of those people, then I'm able to have a voice and negotiate, like give me my money. Yeah, because I'm. It's like uh, high school, eh? Yeah, but because I'm, I'm the still, click who isn't. Yeah, because I'm still not. I still haven't yeah. got to that level. This is what they're offering me. Mm. So the best way we just keep plugging on the way yeah. we, we're doing it, like yeah. this conversation right here. You know, I'm thinking, okay, next few weeks, I'd love to have you guest on my show too. Let me know. I'll be honored. I, I'll you, be damn right. You, you know, let I, me I like honor. We'll plug it and uh, let's do it. I'm down. Well, I'm exactly. down. I'm down. 100%. I'm always yeah. trying to. I, I I try to do guests, but I really don't. A lot of yeah. people don't take advantage of it. I, I've noticed that too. Um, I had a talk with Theo Fleury. You know who Theo Fleury is? No, no. Uh, he played hockey, a professional hockey player. Okay. He played for the Calgary Flames. Uh, he was part of the Team Canada gold-winning team in 2002 in Salt Lake City. Nice. Uh, tough as nails, great spirit. The guy went through hell growing up. Um, he was molested by his coach in his junior year. Oh, <laughs> and he overcame that. And I had a good talk with him. And he's he's a political junkie. Uh, he's from Manitoba, so he's he's really seen a lot. He's done a lot. You know, he's had a hell of an adventure. And him and I, we did a show together. We were bantering back and forth in regards to liberal policies and how Trudeau is such a putz. And he's really a great guy when it comes to that. And I tried to do a format every mm-hmm. week. Like when I was unemployed, um, I was trying to do a, a, a basically what we call the fastball. My friend Adam come up with the name fastball because we just throw, you know, at each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. And I would do the Krusty Canuck Thursday fastball, which would be me interviewing somebody. And then Sunday, we'd have our Sunday fastball where we'd actually have a panel of people. And we had some great talks about policies, military affairs, American, Canadian, British, German, everything about democracy and just how some of the buffoonery we all see. Because mm-hmm. the joy about being Canadian, too, is that we can sit up here and go, hmm, hmm, and not judge, but analyze and create a hypothesis, right? There is a certain Canadian arrogance that I've seen uh, as of recent that there's some I, I, fuck, I hate using the word liberal, but the, the liberal brand now 
is basically this whole superiority over Canadians. We're peaceful. We're loving. Okay. Yeah, we are peaceful. We are very loving, but we're seeing the brand turn into something very, very ugly. Mm. Um, extremely ugly, elitist attitude, snootery. You know, you can go back to your high school days and you can think about some of the people you wanted to talk to, hang out with. And just that snooty, oh, you're that winning. rich, rich, uh, like if they're rich and then oh, that rich or that yeah, arrogance yeah. or that well to doers or yeah, naysayers because mommy and daddy will pay my way to college. Oh, good for them. Yeah, <laughs> the mama said they got a nice radio, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> just this whole upper, oh, you know? yeah. Yeah, the British call them twats, basically. Twats, Twats. upper class twats. (laughs) Twats, you know. Python did a skit called Upper Class Twit of the Year. They call them twits, but, you know, twats, twit, same thing. And you're seeing a lot of twits in politics, and you're seeing that arrogance, you know, oh, we're Canadians, we can do this. No, we don't. Not the majority of Canadians that I know, you know. We try to be friendly, open, and understanding. And we have our points of view on politics, yes. whether it be Canadian policies or American policies, that matter, too. Um, I personally think Mr. Biden's a, a pissant. Oh, man. I, I, I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know if we did a if we hit or miss. <laughs> uh, I feel like every time, every time I look at him, like... Uh, He's going through like uh, some type of like dementia. Has a moment. Yeah, and then <laughs> um, the vice president is like it's 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 like watching a, a, a comedy skit show. She so says something, then take it back. Like says something, take it back, and like kind of like Mad TV. Yeah, you know? like <laughs> here's the thing: when it comes to politics, people like I I I, I don't because politics are all gonna lie to you. No gonna fuck a lot. No matter what, they're all gonna lie to you, yeah. right? Doesn't matter so, who has the, the holy grail. Someone's right. gonna bullshit you. So I remember uh Killing Me Softly by Dev Chappelle. He says when he comes to pick the politics, he reads between the lines, right? I do the same. I I I took that analogy and and, and use it on myself, and that's how I pick whoever's you know, my opinion. I could be right or wrong, that's how I pick. I can't pick off of what they're trying to convince me of. At the end of the day, they're just a, they're a seller at a dealer. Yeah. What's their right. agenda? What are, what are they peddling yeah. to you? They're, they're, you know, a lot of these fucking people is based on popularity. It's the people in back of them who, you know, I, I'm going to get you elected, but, you know, I, I need this to be approved. I need that yeah. to be approved. Right. And like it's it's either for their business right? because most of the people, corporation, you know, you break it down. Obvious too. Yeah. Right. They're, you know, beneficial here. Yeah. yeah. A mutual benefit. <laughs> you don't have to be a fucking scientist. You don't have to be an investigator. It's just really common sense, right? Now, one thing that TV shows and movies and news have showed us is like, when it comes to, you're trying to run for president, somebody's going to, it's trying to put money because they're not going to, you know, take money out their ass and, 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 and yes, okay, here's my whole campaign. Yeah. It's not, it's not. Because as a businessman, I, I don't even want to use my money. I use yeah. the bank's money. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I, I, I read between the lines and, and hit or miss. Uh, but goddamn, this uh, it, it's uh, I don't know what the fuck. What I, I don't know what I'm looking at sometimes when I'm looking at the news and I'm hearing them speak. I just, you know, I don't fucking know. Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat because, like I say, I'm very, very libertarian based. Mm-hmm. Um, 
do what you want. Just don't hit people, take their stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, live and let live. I don't care if Bob and Steve are gay and they're married. Mm -hmm. Knock yourself out, boys. Have some fun. I don't want to watch it, but I don't care. You know, I don't care if June and Edna down the road have a barbecue and invite us to their their commitment ceremony. It it doesn't phase me. What, What phases me is when you have elected officials trying to look after your welfare. And their welfare becomes their welfare or your welfare mm. becomes their welfare. You know, um, like I said earlier, taxation is theft. As far as I'm concerned, I don't mind yeah. minimal taxes to keep things going. But when you tax and tax and tax, when it comes to buying your property, then you get a house and you got to pay tax on that for the sake of having your house and then tax for a pack of smokes, case of beer, gasoline. We're going to go on gasoline. Too. Yeah. yeah. Fuck me. Pardon my French, but still. Wow. Oh, the war in Russia, that doesn't, that means shit to me. It's control. It's gas. It, well, it's gas in both of our countries that can keep this, this yeah. continent alive and well for a century, to say the least. A century, man. Yeah. You know? But you so, need, listen, I, I, I have a high belief. You need physical things to be in control. You need physical things. Everything is digital. The money's changing. The currency's changing. Yeah. But you can't hold a fucking Bitcoin in your hand. And no. if you have one, you can't bring it to the fucking store. Yeah. They don't have change for that shit. Everything's digital. Yeah. So if I go, there's, there's a blackout, right? Fucking blackout. How are you accessible to that money? Exactly. Right? So right now they're doing a big thing on electrical cars, which, yeah, it's cool. But yet again, you need, you need, you're selling the, the illusion of it's beneficial. But like, if you got a warrant out, right? And you have one of these electrical cars that ain't control. They're taking your ass to, to, to the police. Yeah. Right? It's selling convenience. Everything yeah. is so smoke and mirrors. Oh, you're and helping the environment. No. They haven't like driven in Canada in January. Right? <laughs> you, you nailed it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah jog on. Yeah. It's, um, it, it goes, it goes, it's, you have a choice. What do you want to believe? Mm-hmm. And what and and what you want to believe? Are you going to choose to live by it, or you're going to make it crazy? Because you also can't go and become a, a conspiracy TV and let that shit just you know you're going like 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 Bigfoot. People live in Bigfoot like lose lose their jobs and fucking leave their family going hunting this motherfucker. Never find them. Like you know you don't want to <laughs> go through that rabbit hole. So you have to um, accept the things you cannot change, right? And find a, in a way how to survive. And have a balance. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't go in. You can't go in full right. You can't go in full left. You know, you you have to find your own balance. And right now, they're playing tug of war with everybody. Yeah. And that's the balance we need, just to, to find your thing, to do your thing, pay your bills, go about your business, and enjoy your life. Yeah, yeah, the best of your ability. And you know, simple rules: don't hit people, take their stuff. Yeah, and. Right now, just, everybody, everybody, everyone is trying to fight to see who's right. Mm-hmm. And everybody's wrong. Yeah. Because, all, you know, the goal is to be un- to understand. Mm-hmm. To understand so that uh, if you, if we, if me and you having a conversation and I don't agree with your point of view, but I understand. I'm, you know, later on in the future, I might go through something and I remember the conversation that you were having and it ha- it's happening to me. And I'm like, ah, I get what he's saying now. 
Yeah. And revelations. Yeah. yeah. Revelation. Just or an epiphany. Yeah. An epiphany. That's the word. <laughs> and, and we're not having none of that shit. We're not. And it's uh it's heartbreaking because well, I think our conversation's pretty decent. I think yeah. we're getting along just fine, you know. And you see it from from your part of New Jersey. I see it where I am yeah. in Western Canada, and we both watch the boob tube. We're we're both guilty of it. Yeah, and we just see the buffoonery, the sheer buffoonery of some of uh, of these individuals who get up there and, and present to the public. You can just see Rod Serling in the background holding a smoke, going, "Damn, you see that too? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is not submitted for your approval, you know. Like, and yeah, I'm a big Twilight Zone fan. I was when I was a kid, a big sci-fi uh, fan. Yeah, like, like yeah, real good be... sci-fi. Yeah, you know, not this this woke stuff that they keep putting uh, down people's throats all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's uh, it's truly incredible. Uh, you just, I don't know. You just got to hope for the best, right? You got to keep pushing forward. Um, hope the episodes get better because this is really. <laughs> oh, yeah. This yeah. is it's live TV. Yeah. And the next season of, you know, the White House. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Joe, Joe Biden forgot his keys. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, two hours later, still looking for his, everybody's the world's on fire, but he's looking for his keys. Yeah. <laughs> and he wants his rocky road. Yeah. <laughs> Kamala, where's my rocky road? <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, this is this, you know, I, I, I have highly believed that yes, sometimes we elect is just a reflection of our nation. Yeah, that's 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 a bitter reality too, because you think about when I look at our prime minister, the majority of voters voted him in again, yeah, because of convenience and because of safety, right? And this man has put us into debt. He's made us a laughing stock. Um, not just politically, but socially too. Um, a lot, of, a lot of my friends in Britain have weighed in and said things like, "What is this man's problem?" British conservative news has said a lot of terrible things. Russell Brand had an episode dedicated to him, <laughs> and we, we, you know, and I, I, I like Russell because I, I like his comedy. It's quirky, and considering he was ex, I think he he was on heroin for a while mm-hmm, in his yeah. life, so he was a recovering drug addict. So his perspective on life, the, the positivity this man emulates is, is excellent. And just the way he presented that quirky little video he did of dissing Justin Trudeau, I, I was like, oh, this is hilarious. I love this. This is great. And even Bill Maher. Like, I, I love Bill Maher's comedy. I, I, I like his show. Yeah. He says he was a libertarian. I guess he's classically liberal. It doesn't really phase me. But even he is starting to see the bullshit that's oozing from college campuses from Hollywood, from Disney, from all the big sixes who talk about this and all this. And he's going, what the, what the fuck? Like, really? You know? And I've done it since, you know, since I left the military, what the F what's going on here. So that's what compels me to get out and speak about it. So people can think, Oh, okay. Just like you said, Oh, you remember that Christy Canuck guy about a year ago? Oh, yeah. Remember he was saying this? Oh, shit. Okay, I see now. Or six months ago, or or when you, you, I was watching Joe Rogan, or I was watching Daniel Boardman. Uh, he's a Canadian independent guy up here. He's got some great stories. Um, I encourage my listeners and viewers to go out and look at independent media. Yeah, educate themselves. Exactly. Make your own decision. Like I show you the encyclopedias I have here. Yeah. If I'm stumped on something, well, I got references. Like that's the way I was taught as a child. You know, I go, mom, what's this? Look it up. 
Okay. Yeah. And and you know what's crazy? I think uh, having books, it's uh, and yes, and growing up, I fucking hated reading. You know, but like, (laughs) yeah, is you know you hate schoolwork. Yeah, like it's it's you go online, and not everything is factual. Everything's based off opinion. Like everything is a fucking blog. Yeah. And well, Wikipedia has been notorious yeah. for that too. So, like, you know, go, you know, go to, you know, you know, say I'm sorry to your your libraries, and go to your local library and, and go pick up some fucking books and educate yourself. Oh, exactly. It, it's just a matter of, uh, well, it's your own initiative. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, I'm interested in uh, dehydrating food, so I got dehydrated Bible. I have a dehydrator here. I, I like dehydrating apples sometimes. Okay, hey, I'll use that. And I learned from reading about it. You know, yeah. I didn't have to go pay for a course. <laughs> oh. oh, you got to subscribe to this monthly. Yeah, and then buy this T-shirt and then buy this paraphernalia, and you get yourself your thirty-second introduction to how to dehydrate an apple. Yeah, that's off to the business guy who put that together. Yeah, but it's like no, I just want to dehydrate some fucking apples, man. <laughs> I, I want to hear your life story. Uh, <laughs> this is what inspired me to create this course. Exactly. And you too can dehydrate apples in record time. <laughs> Ask your doctor if this dehydrator is oh, good for man. you. That's the most annoying. <laughs> that has to be like the most annoying shit ever. Oh, you see those in the feeds too, right? Oh, oh, how to be a life coach. Time. Yeah. How yeah. to be a life coach. Yeah. <laughs> Spatula City. Yeah, UHF, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's correct, correct. <laughs> but you know, you, you go to any local Walmart and you find, like, say, a book like this. You know, how to survive off the grid, how to create your own things, dehydration bible. Uh, like, say, I'm a gun enthusiast. I was taking some gunsmithing courses, so I've got myself a, a gun manual just to look and okay. And that's the thing we were taught metric. In super Canada, cool, right? yeah. So it's like, okay, conversion fractions. Oh, what's a fraction again? Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you, you teach yourself things, but if you want something bad enough, you'll do it. Yeah. That's that's the thing. And that's up the individual. Your parents can sit there all day and scold you and say, oh, you must go to college. You must go to university. You must do this. If you want bad enough, you'll do it. But when I look at post-secondary and things that were set up for us over centuries, I don't find post-secondary worth the while anymore. I encourage people to go and do your own thing. Like, okay, if you want, you want a degree or diploma or a PhD, hey, go for it. Go for it. But still, keep that brain of yours open. Yeah. Right? Just keep it open. And let's say, look at different manuals. Look at different encyclopedias. Watch what you want on television. Right? Because you want to. Yes. Not because your parents tell you or your wife tells you, your boyfriend or girlfriend or your lover 10 times Tuesday removed, depending on relationships you're in, whatever. Do your thing, right? Simple rule, though. Don't hit people. Take their stuff. Just live, you know, breathe, touch, dance, drink, yeah. be merry. Yeah. Be alive. Be thankful. If you're not religious, that's good, too. I'm not religious myself, but... I've had many Christians in my life and I've talked to many Christians. I've talked to Muslims. I've talked to Jewish Buddhists, you name it. You know, I, I find that the, the Sikh religion, it can be very peaceful too, a very loving, very open religion. Um, but like I say, you just treat people like people. Yes. 
forget the categories, forget the gender balances or the equities, treat people like people. And then if you're dealing with someone that's snotty to you, okay, listen, they have to say, but if it's an echo chamber, then you either walk away. Well, they throw an egg at you and you throw a fist at them. Eh? Balance, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I'm not encouraging violence whatsoever, but yeah, you make my point because everyone has their boiling point. Yes. The last time I got into a fight, I think it was about seven years ago and I was bouncing. So it was like, man, but it wasn't really a fight. It was a scuffle. He took a swing. He grazed my head, but I managed to get him down and the RCMP took him away because they were on patrol that day. So, you know, that's, that's about it, you know, and then in schoolyard fights and stuff when I was a kid, but that's, that's right. A passage, man. Yeah. Everybody has to go through that. Oh God. Yeah. God had my ass handed to me when I was 10, but then I started handing out asses when I was 12. So same, same here. Same balance, here. right? It's all yeah, balance. Yeah. <laughs> it's all it's balance. A, you can't, you can't, you can't go and throw a punch without ever feeling a punch. Yeah. Oh, you know? oh, I know. Trust me. Because yeah. it's it, now you understand consequences. Yeah. You you gotta understand that you know the weight that comes after that, and people just want to swing without having consequences. That's why, you know, I think you know. Majority of this world right now is so fucked up. Mm-hmm. Expectation versus reality is so different. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, you can't expect that you, you know, like you said, you expect to be if you if you choose somebody to be good, you expect the same. Yeah, well, just common courtesy, you know. And yet, we 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 lack that. We lack that. Well, then it's up to us to encourage it. Yes, and yeah. that's why that's why we have created this these platforms. Yeah. You know, not a, it's not another fucking niche podcast that uh, uploads five episodes. Three years later, upload you know one and a half. Mm. You know, like that's that's how Netflix rolls. And I'm disappointed in Netflix for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you get so used to a nice show, and then only ten episodes. Yeah, bastards. Yeah, <laughs> I remember watching twenty two episodes of my favorite series, and then you'd be off for three months, and then have a premiere again. And Keep you, me interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's how it works nowadays for some reason. That's the thing, you know. I, I'm a bit of a Yellowstone fan, so I, I'm looking forward to the next season. Do you watch Yellowstone? Oh. No, that's what uh, uh, Calvin Coster. Wow, what's his yeah, name? Kevin Coster. Yeah, oh, I love that guy. Yeah, he's he's excellent. I just you know, I think probably one of the best actors out there because he doesn't get political. Yeah. Still, and, still from the like, the, like the Tom Cruise era, um, yeah. very old school, um, and still being consistent. I yeah. love that guy, man. I, I, as far as he's still relevant, and he's still very active in the entertainment. Well, his band. I never heard his music. I know he's country and western. Yeah, so, I didn't know. I didn't know he did music. Yeah, he does. Uh, he does. There's a jamboree here in southern Alberta that uh, he played at a few times. Um. He, oh, does he sing too? He sings. As far as I know, he sings. Yeah, he's got a pretty good band. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna check him out. Yeah. Well, it's his. Uh, he. I. I think his style. If I was, when I listened to it, his style is kind of like um, Chris Christopherson, the very storytelling kind of style. So he's very rooted. And when you watch him play uh, Dutton, you're thinking, "Holy shit, this guy's a real dick." <laughs> But he, he does it well. He's a businessman. He's a rancher. He's got like an empire to look after. Good for him. And it's just it, it's just a great, great, a great series. Like I, I, I never got into westerns as a kid. Um, 
but I'd have to say this show is really cool. It's I'm going to, I'm going to check it out. I'm a big fan. By of all it. means it's on Amazon. As far as I know, it's yeah. still on watch all for man. You got to binge watch it. So sit with your wife, get some beers. Oh yeah. Yellowstone is excellent series. And uh, yeah. my wife and we just did it. We were just like, Oh my God. It's got everything. It's got drama. It's got violence. It's got sex. It's got a lot Good of music. Music is, is Western themed, but when you look at all the characters and how they develop throughout the series, yeah. it's just really, I think it's just really well written. Hats off to Tyler Sheridan for writing such a great series. Boom. Yes. Creating such great characters, you know, just it's, it, it, it's, it's not really, it has its politics, but it's not really political. It's just that watching the dynamic of these people grow and their backgrounds are just fantastic too. You can see why this guy's a prick. You can see why she's so soft and loving. Mm. You can just see it. Oh, okay. Okay. And then his other show, 1883, my wife and I, again, we watched that and it just, wow, just really good. I'm definitely I'm a Sam Elliott that. fan too. So yeah. it's, you know, you, you got to watch Sam Elliott. You know, the yeah, mustache yeah. And thing. <laughs> You got to watch him because he's he's funny as hell. I just like his style. So, but yeah, just really good, really good TV shows, really good viewing. It's been a while since I've seen a real good show, you know, so I'll leave it at that too. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, that's my Western spiel. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Krusty, it's been an honor speaking to you, man. Uh, You too. Thank you. Thank you for taking out the time. And and we talked, we talked about a lot. I definitely enjoyed this conversation. So Um, did I. Very meaningful, life changing, um, and uh, let me know if I can come on your show. We'll schedule that yeah. out. Hit me I'll up. I have to, I have to get everything out. Well, you're, you're on my uh, Facebook page there too. But uh, if your listeners and your your fans alike want to get a hold of me, yes, um, like I'll give you the description. But to the listeners out there, you can find my podcast at Krusty Canuck, all one word, small case dot podbean dot com, and you can also find me on YouTube under the same name, Krusty Canuck. Just look for the guy with the maple leaf and the toque on, as you see here. And uh, my videos are there, too. You can also find me on Rumble. um, And you also find me on Brighton as well, too. Uh, I think I did have an account on Anchor. I haven't updated in a while. But uh, you can find me on Podbean, uh, YouTube, uh, Brighton, and Rumble. And I'm working on getting Amazon up and running as well, too. I think I have a couple episodes on Amazon. I'm not sure. But those the big three I mentioned are there. So please feel free to check me out there, whatever you like. Uh, I do talk a lot about Canadian politics, probably because I'm Canadian. You can't, you know, I'm, I'm not sorry. Sorry, but not sorry. <laughs> and I haven't played a game of hockey in about three years. So I'm a little out of shape there, but it's all good. And the only time I have maple syrup is when I have a traditional pancake or what you guys call flapjacks. But it's, you know. Proper maple syrup from the Province of Ontario and Quebec. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Mic <Mike laughs> drop, right? <laughs> go check him out. Go follow him. Go go show him some love. Go support him. Um, if you're Canadian or not Canadian, it doesn't matter. His content, it speaks volumes. I, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, go check him out. Go follow him. Go support him. Uh, I'm out, guys. Have a good night. Yeah.